0: Oh, we are so pleased you are joining us today on Take 10. Our podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. Take 10 comes to you every week. We talk about a variety of mental health and related issues that impact caregiving and care recipients. Our co-hosts are here. I'm Ron Aaron. Carol Zernial is a nationally recognized gerontologist. She was named one of the nation's top 50 influencers in aging by Next Avenue, the journalism arm of the public broadcasting system. Carol holds a master's degree in social gerontology and has been in the field of aging for over 50 years. She serves as executive director of the WellMed Cheryl Foundation. And Dr. Jamie Heisman is with us as well. He is a nationally known expert on caregiving and addiction. He also serves as chief compassion officer for WellMed Medical Management. And Carol, I'm going to toss it to you. You've got today's topic.
1: Thank you, Ron. Thank you. Nice to be with you and, and Dr. Jamie. So, I'm a professional. You just went through this lovely little introduction, but I'm also a family caregiver. I have a 93-year-old father who lives alone 500 miles from me, and I spend a lot of time driving back and forth and helping him stay in his own home. So, Jamie... What's the difference? Where are the switches between me, the professional, and me, the family caregiver? What is there something I should be doing differently?
2: You know, I love the question because I think so many of us are going to do the same exact things if we're healthcare professionals. Uh, for instance, I just had this conversation last night with my wife. She's taking care of her 91-year-old father. And I said to her, you know what? I really feel for her because she's got a lot of clinical things. She's dealing with her father in the same way you are dealing with your father. And that particular relationship, you know, is very, very similar to what we do as professional caregivers, basically, uh, except maybe as a family caregiver, you don't have the training and experience, the medical stuff. You I mean, you're a, a worldwide known, nationally known gerontologist. You can actually have skills that a family caregiver may not have. But guess what? You could leave your job at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, punch out, go home, take care of yourself, try to replenish yourself, and then come back the next day. Well, guess what? As I mentioned to her last night, I feel really bad. She's in a 24-7 situation. She's very trained up. She's taking care of her 91-year-old father for some time. She's the only one who calmed him down, of all the children, but she cannot leave, right? It's like Hotel California. Once you check in, you can never check out. So, Carol, I bet you, because I work with you on a daily basis as Chief Compassion Officer Wellman WellMed and you running our entire foundation, is that you have boundaries. You have extraordinarily great knowledge base. You have practice skills. You do what a good professional caregiver does to develop our charity to help our caregivers out there but you have a different mindset entirely or a heart set when you go deal with your father because that is hotel california you have to be there you're pulled and emotionally it tugs at our entire childhood situation which makes it doubly tough
1: well i can tell you that it's you know, it's still it, it occupies my mind during the day at work. There's a piece of me that's always keeping tabs of things um at home. But it also as professionals, we can sometimes because we do know maybe things other people wouldn't know can get ourselves in trouble. For example, um when my mother first started developing signs of Alzheimer's, I, of course, say, oh, this is Alzheimer's. This is classic Alzheimer's. And I got so beat up by the rest of the family. How could you say that? You don't know that. And she's never been tested. Um, And no one was happy with me even making that suggestion. Did she have Alzheimer's? Yes, she did.
2: Yes, I'm persona non grata in my wife's family as well. Why? Because I'm a professional. So when we sit down around the dinner table and talk They say, well, maybe dad will be fine at this particular uh, assisted living facility. And I said, great, let's talk about it. And they say, well, you know, his memory is going, but he'll be okay. And then he doesn't have to be in the memory center. And I'll say, guess what? He has to be in the memory center. There's not going to be any ifs, ands, buts about it. Clinically, if I was doing the assessment, he would have to be in there. And then all of a sudden they say, oh, my gosh, we're not listening to him anymore because it's called denial. That's where the family situation kicks in. We have a whole different array of defense mechanisms in our mind that protects us from reality and truth, whereas you, as a professional caregiver, can separate and look at somebody, assess and evaluate them, and be able to know what you're looking at. So you okay. said it best. That's the greatest dichotomy you could actually, an example you can give this audience. We'll come right back to you, Dr. Jamie
0: and Carol Zernial, with the question, why doesn't the shoemaker's kid ever have shoes, and it's identifying the real problems in your own family. You're listening to Take 10, a podcast that's available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Ron Aaron. We're so pleased that you join us. We come to you every week with a look at a variety of issues as they affect caregiving. And Dr. Jamie, uh, you pointed out your family situation uh, where they don't want to hear from the professional. When you're in a family situation like that, do you ignore reality?
2: Well, you know what? I also have to own something here and be accountable. I realize I'm not effective. (laughs) I realize that whatever I'm saying is triggering everybody. So I bring in a third party, okay? I say to myself, listen, I'm not the best messenger here. It's obvious. I saw the reaction. And I'll bring in another licensed professional And allow him, or in this case, her, her name is Andrea, to actually say what is exactly what Carol said, which is precisely what any clinician or professional knows and sees. Somehow hearing it from
0: her. Well, Carol, isn't that always the point where uh, you bring in an outsider who are listened to more than you, even though both of you are professionals?
1: Well, it's great great advice, um, you know, to bring in somebody else and i can tell you that there are times recently where i felt like i might my judgment might be clouded i've got a lot of emotion involved and i'll ask somebody else okay you know, like my husband am i being reasonable am i be you know am i thinking clearly in this situation because i can feel myself responding emotionally and i want to make good decisions
2: so there's patience of mine and I've had over the years, Carol, exactly like that, that will trigger things inside of me. We're only human beings as therapists, right? We know boundaries, whatnot. So I do exactly what you just said. When I didn't have one of these patients, I feel my neurology, my walking on eggshells, there's something going on. I go get clinical supervision, which is basically from my own therapist. And I'll say, time out. I need to talk about a patient. And so that's precisely it. We need the self-awareness as professionals to understand a little bit more about the family caregiving situation that we are in. And these two worlds are different, but we ourselves have to understand it. Can you imagine if you're not a professional like you and I, all of this sort of nuance is going on and without that self-reflection, how they deal with it? That's why it's good to have this conversation on radio.
1: Well, but I've never forgotten what you have reminded us of regularly over the years is that when it comes to our own family, we become the three stooges. We're Larry, Moe, and Curly, Um, and there are oftentimes I will smile and think, yes, here I am. Which of the stooges am I?
2: You are so right. We call it countertransference, and I am Mo. Sometimes I'm Curly when it comes to both my family and my wife's family. So I better get out of the way because there's some other people that could probably deliver it. We always say family caregivers know this best. The messenger often gets killed, right?
0: What is counter transference?
2: Well, counter transference is when us therapists are feeling personal feelings come up in ourselves as we deal with clients or caregivers. And that is called counter transference. When it comes to our clients, our clients deal with transference. We deal with their transference, but a therapist is also a human being. So, up and I'll start feeling it. My gosh, I've watched Betsy's family, my wife's family for what, 27 years? I've got a lot of countertransference because.
0: Well, we're going to have to stop Dr. Jamie right there. He has frozen on screen on Zoom. And Carol Zernio, you get the last word.
1: Well, I, you know, whether we're a professional or a family, caregivers, we're caregivers. And in both places, we need to be aware when our emotions are getting in the way, when we need to call in an outside party, because sometimes we do get in our own way. Jamie's right.
0: Good advice. Thank you. Thanks to both of you, Dr. Jamie Heisman and Carol Zernia I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks for joining us today on Take 10.